Welcome to A Life Lived Backwards, One Man's Life, the accompanying podcast to Larry Ruttman's memoir, A Life Lived Backwards, an existential triad of friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation. Hi there, I'm Jordan Rich with a pretty easy task and a fun one at that. I pose questions to Larry and with that razor sharp memory of his and a great talent for storytelling, well, you just have to settle back and enjoy the ride. All right, Larry, today we jump into a memoir, a short one called My 82-Year Love Affair with Fenway Park from Teddy Ballgame to Mookie Betts. 82 years? You don't look old enough to be 82 years running in terms of one love, one passion, but you are. Welcome. No, I got other passions that have gone on for 82 years, but we won't talk about those today. And actually, you know that I'm writing or I have already written and now adding to because life goes on from day to day. My current memoir, A Life Lived Backwards, that's a a big memoir. This one I wrote two or three, four years ago um, when Mookie Betts was still in Boston about my 82 years at Fenway Park. And I've, it is 82 years because my father took me out to my first ball game in 1936 when I was five years old. And a lot of stuff has happened to me out at Fenway Park. But I can tell you one thing. I never thought I would reach the pinnacle of success in my, in uh, a profession I never knew I'd be in at Fenway Park. And that's where I'd like to start off. That's sort of starting off in the middle, uh, Jordan. But I will. Uh, and uh, here's what uh, went down. The Red Sox uh, owners, uh, they're forward-looking guys, as we know. Mm. I mean, they're buying up all that real estate. They're buying sports teams. I mean, these guys know how to promote and make a buck. There's no question about that. But they also have other interests. Um, And I think that, um, you know, the main ones, the main owners, uh, John Henry, who bought the Globe, as well as the Red Sox, and is the moving force, and uh, the the other guys uh, over there, Larry Lucchino, who's now out there in Worcester with that team and having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And... um, uh, the other guy, uh, you'll help me on the name, Jordan, of the third. Werner. Yeah, Tom, Tom Werner. Werner, who was uh, in the Hollywood world. And, he uh, was in the Hollywood world, and I guess he's uh, featured in a lady's uh, biography lately. Yeah, yes. <laughs> One Katie Couric. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Katie Couric tells all. Um, I'm not sure I love those kind of biographies, but every people do seem to like them. Anyway, these three guys uh, have other interests, and one of their interests was literary, and they began the first writers series of any major league team ever. And I don't know if any other major league team has done it, and it was called the Great Fenway Park Writers Series. And the guy that they picked to run it was a Washington insider from the West Coast by the name of George Mitrovich, who unfortunately died a few years ago in his early 80s, but he was a really terrific guy who flew all over the country from his home in San Diego to do this great Fenway Park Writers Series. And he had uh, on his great Writers Series some terrific guys and um, terrific writers, um, famous writers, so that uh, any writer who came over there was a good deal because uh, 60 or 80 people would show up. They'd all get lunch. Uh, They'd all have to buy a book. Wouldn't writer loves that? And uh, so uh, anyway, I never thought I'd be on that program. Anyway, 2013, I published American Jews in America's Game, and still to come was the fact that uh, Sports Collectors Digest picked it out as the best baseball book of the year. And it was also a cultural history of Jews in this country, at least back to the time of the Great Depression. 
So uh, one day I get a call, and uh, like the call from uh, Sandy Koufax uh, that surprised me, that was George Mitrovich. Hi, Larry, this is George Mitrovich. And he said, I, you know, I, I just wanted to call you to tell you I wanted to invite you uh, to speak at the, um, at the great uh, writer series at Fenway Park that I, that I administer. And in a very restrained voice, I said, Wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't see restraint here in, in, in your reaction. So this took place at Fenway? Did they do it there? Yeah, or what a... happens is that uh, it takes place at Fenway Park in uh, one of those upper areas that uh, where they have uh, big uh, social seating areas, areas. social events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I walked in there and I said, and also I said to George as we were preparing, I said, uh, you know that guy that runs all these extravaganzas at uh, Fenway Park? Uh, Dr. Steinberg? Yeah, Dr. Steinberg. I said, I'd like to have him be on the program with me. Uh, and he said, because I think he's a really colorful guy. I just did a program with him at the Kahal of Israel in Brookline, and everybody liked it. Liked him. I don't know if they liked me, but everybody likes him. <laughs> I love him. And uh, so I said, can I do that? He says, sure. So I call up. Uh, a Steinberg, and uh, he says, sure, Larry, I'll come over there. Yeah, he's the PR guy for many years at the Red Sox. Oh, well, P- that's it, jo- Jordan, PR. So when when we were presented, I said, and and with me this morning is, you know, uh, Charles Steinberg, you all know him, more adept at, uh, he's a dentist, but he's more adept at, at pulling rabbits out of hats than teeth. teeth out of mouths. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so I said to myself, what can I ask this guy? A bit? Yeah, so that uh, I invented a question. It was a screwball question, but um, and I'm going to read it because it's on my okay. iPhone. Okay. I, I I put the story on my iPhone that uh, the part from that uh, short uh, memoir that I told you about. So I said, yeah, we were introduced, and then I said, Charles, everybody knows you're a public relations guy, par excellence. Other than the fact that the father of public relations, Edward Bernays, who lived a biblical life and a half from the 1890s to the 1990s, was Jewish and incorporated some of the ideas of his Jewish uncle, Sigmund Freud, into his PR ideas, what is the relationship of public relations to being Jewish? So <laughs> so Steinberg starts off, and he goes on for about 15 minutes, and he tells all the stuff. He's not in, he, he's not in the book American Jews in America's Game, but uh, he tells all the stuff that I would ask of the people that I did interview, how they grew up, any anti-Semitism, going to school, their first bar mitzvah, their first ball game, on and on, you know, mm. stuff like that. And he was wonderful for 15 minutes. And then he says to me, well, that's it, Larry. That's my answer. I, I hope I wasn't on too long. So I said, no, as a matter of fact, I think you weren't on too long. You were great. You told everybody everything, so I don't really have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Easy way out for you there, Larry. Absolutely. Well, did he bring up the, the essence of it all, which is schmoozing? Because he's one of the great schmoozers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, he, he's uh, – that's a that's a PR term. He's listen. a very uh, uh, and I put into my uh, little memoir. I said, could I have ever dreamed I would enter the portals of August and beloved Fenway Park to enjoy such an experience at eighty two? So then I go on to say one of the attendees there was Kevin Cullen. Now you know Kevin Cullen from the Boston Globe. Well, the Boston Globe. I mean, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, journalist. And he was there with Ben Bradley, you know, the son of the Ben Bradley. Yes. But also Ben Bradley Jr. is the writer of the 
of the 900-page biography on Ted Williams. So, so uh, I got to know these guys before the program, and they must have liked the program uh, because they, afterwards they were, you know, very nice about it, congratulatory. Then, later that evening, there was a party. These two people have gone now. I think it was Smokey Bacon was her name? Yes. Uh, she was married to a fellow named Dick Concannon, and they were socialites who did some uh, some interviewing for many, many years. Well, they interviewed me, yeah. and they got to know them. And I was invited to a party that very night. It was a Wednesday that I did this program at Fenway Park. And that very and I, I was invited to be at their house for a party. So who shows up but Kevin Cullen? Okay. Now, you got to know Kevin Cullen. I mean, he's an extraordinarily intelligent guy, but he's the master of the four-letter word. And he interjects them like commas oh. into his speech. And it's very colorful. Did not know that because I've read them for years. Oh, well, he's a, he doesn't—he doesn't write them into his columns because he can't. But <laughs> and right, and he's—you know—he's a Democrat, and uh, yeah. he, like the ownership of the Red Sox, and uh, he. Um, uh, so he was very important uh, when he was with the Globe in scouting out uh, Whitey Bulger, and one day he went over to Whitey Bulger's. He told the story to me at the party. In a very colorful four-letter word way, he went over there and he really feared for his life. This was probably 20 years before that particular day of the party and so forth. But uh, he, you know, going over, uh, I think anybody would be uncomfortable going over to see Whitey Bulger in his South Boston office and so on. But he did uh, write a lot of columns about uh, Whitey Bulger. I think he wrote a book about Whitey Bulger. And he won the Pulitzer Prize. And he was, you know, by the time I ran into him, he was a very foremost feature writer for the Globe, and he still is. So I'm talking to him, and he gives me this colorful uh, uh, talk about Whitey Bulger. And then um, that was a very nice evening. Come Friday, the Globe is delivered to my house, as it is every day. And I open it up. And it's something about baseball. I see it's something about baseball. So I said, oh, this will be fun to read, Kevin Cullen, about baseball. I started reading about it. And it's all about what happened Wednesday at Fenway Park. And I'm the big guy in the column. And uh, he talks about everything that happened. And it was a terrific write-up. And it gave new meaning in my mind to the word free publicity. Mm. And so, th so that was terrific. So he also wrote um, that uh, that was the year that the Red Sox had won the pennant in 2013, as oh, I remember. They were, okay. They were about to play the cards in the World Series. So uh, they had all grown beards like you're doing today, Jordan. I am not a great baseball player, but a good beard grower, yes. <laughs> so, so they all grew beards. This they is all grew beards. So Kevin Cullen, who doesn't miss a beat, said, you know, he picked up on it and he said— these guys look more like rabbis than any. <laughs> 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 and he said something to the effect that those beards are working uh, so that, uh, uh, you know, I forget the exact words he used, but um, it was, it was talk, quite, talk about muzzle, huh? Yeah, it was, it was quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite funny. And um, so that was t a Wednesday I was in the upper ear. What do they call it? The ether. Uh, e T H E R. The ether, yeah. And, then, and, 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 and again on Friday, because, you know. Um, 
your phone started ringing, I'm guessing? And yeah, but people would say, you know, hey, Larry, that was a terrific article. So you missed it, Jordan. <laughs> I might have actually read it, but at that point I didn't know you as well. So I just read it like I do uh, almost everything I get my hands on. Well, that's exciting. That really is. So being among your, not just your peers, but being among some of the highlighted Red Sox brass and all that must have been a real kick for you. Well, you know, 60 or 70 people showed up at that uh, uh, reading. If you, I don't call it a reading. And the, the choice of Charles Steinberg was uh, a great choice because he and I sort of – we sort of wowed the crowd because, um, you know, I suppose some people probably thought that I would say, no, you talk too long. I mean, I don't got nothing to say. But I was delighted because uh, if you know Steinberg – yeah, I knew in the back of my mind there'd be I'd have plenty of time to say things. And Mitrovich was a very interesting guy. And you know, you can't make a lot of money as a as a nonfiction writer unless you write something amazing. And as a lawyer, well, that was my living. But could you have as much fun as this being a writer? You know, everybody thinks a writer is a great guy. And everybody thinks a lawyer is a sly guy, sly <laughs> guy. So No, it's great. It's, it's Jordan, a- do you think I'm sly? No, I think uh, Stallone is sly. You're Larry. That's what you are. You're Larry, Larry the cool guy. Actually, uh, I remember reading that memoir and uh, interviewing you at the time, around that time, on radio, if you recall. Yeah. And, and it was perfectly timed because people had Mookie Betts on their minds and uh, also had uh, Ted Williams, who's always on our minds. <clears throat> well, we're going to talk about some of the other stuff that's in that uh, short memoir but let me have a word about Mookie Betts because Mookie Betts was my hero. Um, and so that's what, you know, from Ted Williams to Mookie Betts, they're probably two of the greatest players. Well, Ted Williams is one of the greatest players ever. And Mookie Betts is on his way to developing the reputation, already has developed a great reputation as a player. And he was just wonderful. And I was crestfallen when he left town. As was I. And I still follow him all the time. And the guy that we got for him, Alex Verdugo, and a few other guys, Verdugo is a good player, but he's never going to be a Mookie Betts. Right. Although he's, you know, he's he'll have a lifetime average of close to 300. But Mookie Betts not only was a, was a great, is a great player, but also is a great person, as he has demonstrated with the things he does as a Red Sox and now as a Dodger. Great qualities of leadership. He says things that really stick in the mind about equality and uh, Black Lives Matter, and uh, to him, all lives matter. So I don't want to go on too long about Mookie Betts, but I think he's more than just a baseball player. I think he's going to be, and he's already America's darling in many respects, and maybe Los Angeles is a better place for him than Boston. Who knows? Well, we're going to be touching on him, but also on Ted Williams, whose legend and sparkle continues to shine, and you have some direct access stories that are going to wow people, Larry. Well, I have to say that I think that Ted Williams was, um, I don't know whether I've said this before in this program, Jordan, but I think that he was everything up and down that about America. I think maybe I have said it, but um, I said to Ben Bradley after he wrote this tremendous biography of Ted Williams that he worked on for 10 years, that, you know, Ted really shows the best in America and the worst in America. And like a lot of people, I think I did say it, that a lot of writers don't know exactly how their books are going to hit and what they'll mean to people. But Ted Williams was 
a great sportsman, a great baseball player, a great fisherman, uh, champion fisherman, champion flyer, very brave pilot. John Glenn said he was the best wingman he ever had. But he also wasn't there for the birth of his first child, S- smacked his, one of his wives around a little bit, was loud, was uh, could be very nasty. Had a, a relationship with the fans that was... Uh you know, it's two ways. Two ways. So stand by. We're going to come back and uh, dedicate much more to Ted and, and Larry's connections to Ted when we continue. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure, Jordan. It always is. This has been a life lived backwards. One man's life. The accompanying podcast to Larry Ruttman's memoir, A Life Lived Backwards, an existential triad of friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation. You can subscribe and download this podcast, available on all podcast platforms. For information on Larry, his books, lectures, and much more, visit the website LarryRutman.com. Also check out the extensive Larry Rutman page on Wikipedia. This is Jordan Rich inviting you to join us again next time as Larry shares more stories about friendship, inquisitiveness, and maturation on A Life Lived Backwards, One Man's Life.